When working on a team where English isn't the first language, how do you make yourself understood? At times I have to repeat myself and I'm wondering if, uh, if, if I'm an inefficient communicator, especially when it comes to written communication. Wow. What a good question. Mm. Especially poignant um, in, considering I so, work surrounded by Francophones and I suck yeah. at French. I it's I feel I mean, your pain myself. I I'm a French Canadian that went. I, I worked in uh, Australia, London, and California. And the, the first yeah. time I moved abroad, it was in, in <clears throat> Australia, and my English wasn't good at all. So <laughs> I can relate to this feeling of this yeah, language uh, totally barrier. And in Montreal, I I've also run meeting in English, even if there was literally one or two people in the room that didn't speak French. You literally had ten people that were speaking French that were. All speaking in English to various degree of success uh, for the, the minority that that, 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 that that was there. But that's something that is frequent in uh, Montreal. Um, so how do you make yourself understood? Um, I would say if we're from the, the speaking part, uh, I would say uh, speak maybe slower. Not to the point that it's annoying and they think that you're <laughs> condescending. Uh, mm. to, uh, to to them but you know sometimes just slowing down a little bit yeah uh your choice of words uh th there's mm. a a um i don't know how many uh word uh, someone that speak english like let's say twenty thousand, and, and someone like me actually use maybe four thousand or something like that but there's something <laughs> in the, the words that you're using especially if you're speaking with people that don't understand english properly lower your vocabulary level to let's say high school or you know to a level that there's no words in there that they, they will be like what what does it mean no just keep keep them simple um and i would say probably uh body language and expression is i mean 80 percent of the communication that we're doing is with the tone that we have facial expression how what we do with our, our body how we gesture uh, there's a lot that is communicated there so you know maybe yeah. overplay a little bit the the, the the body language the expressivity um you know adjust your vocabulary level and just reduce a little bit the speed of your speech and that's going to help people that are not very good in english in this uh, situation to better understand uh, understand you yeah i think i think that um I think it's it's uh, put yourself out there. Don't be shy to, to 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 remind people and to just say something. Like I I do that if I'm speaking to a room full of people that don't because I speak I, as you probably all know I tend to speak very quickly and so I have a tendency to just go off like a rocket. And so I'm gonna usually when I'm in a room full of people that I know may not be able to follow, I will just say right off the bat, I have a motor mouth. I go very fast and I get excited. So don't be shy to just let me know. Just tell me to slow down and it just remind me, I'm not going to be offended. I would rather it because it in an, in an industry like this, comprehension is very important, right? I think it's important regardless, but when the devil's in the details, I think it's, it, it's extremely important, especially if you're in a leadership role, you want people to understand. And maybe there's other ways, like for instance, something I've learned uh, living here among uh, uh, all of these Francophones is that they have to deal with this very difficult scenario of you could have a bunch of directors that are from all over the world who probably speak 
more often than not, the common language is going to be English and you will be in a room. Like I've been a director in a room full of like 25 Francophones and it feels very wrong and weird for me to be then presenting to them in a language that some of them are not very good with, good at. And it's it's all also the other way around. Like they are like, okay, I'm going to talk to a bunch of Anglophones and I'm going to speak only in French. Like what's the... So what they decided to do, which I always thought was kind of interesting, um, I have... I have my opinions on, on on how to make it even better, but their policy when I was there, I don't know if it's still the same, is they would present in the um, in French because the the, the majority of, of people working at that, that company here in Montreal uh, were French for sure, but their slides were in English. They needed to have slides in English. My problem with that, it was, it's a good, it's not bad, it, but the problem was, is that the debates and the question and the sort of the, the spitfire, the things that would happen uh, that were provoked on a topic, they would then essentially deteriorate usually into French. And now the Anglophones are not able to, to, to follow. And then now their voices are not being heard or they don't really understand what the, what's even being talked about. So I think that it's a good idea to try to add, think in multiple media dimensions because it can help, but then just know that if it does spiral into a conversation, you'll still need to find a way of maybe even have someone who's willing to translate after the question. Take the time. If you want to make sure people can understand, you want to make sure that people understand. It's plain and simple. So just think of some tools that you can bring to the table and uh, maybe think outside the box even and come up with some solutions.